Hello and welcome to Now Here's a Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. I'm switched on. Okay, that yeah, whether my brain is switched on will remain to be seen. Now here's a thing. I um I'm not in the market for dating. Okay, okay I'm glad just, you made that clear. Just put yes. that out there. Yeah. However, okay. is your husband listening to the show? No, he doesn't listen oh, to okay. listen to anything I say. Okay. Um but I did meet my husband on the internet. And before I was previously I was previously married married and I used to hear that people would say oh, we met on the internet and I was like oh for goodness sake go out and meet people don't be so stupid until you find yourself 40 years of age uh, approaching 40 and so single. when you say you met him on the internet was it a specific site it was for meeting people or you yes. just happened to come across him on a forum no no it, it was a specific site called love and friends um, where you meet people and for love and friendship. Love and or friendship, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was looking for friendship. I wasn't looking for love. But anyway, the rest, as I say, is history. But then we, so in recent times, then we've had like plenty more fish and Tinder and Grinder and all of these sites that are very much based on the photograph of a person. And then I don't know. I've never been on there, but you swipe left or swipe right based on what they look you like. Seem to know a lot about it. Well, it's, I think it's just popular culture. It is isn't pop it? culture now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I saw an article in the Guardian suggesting that things are taking a turn for the better, and that now people are they're going back to when we used to have a Laura Laura laughs with Silla Black, okay, and blind dating apps. That's not blind dating. Yeah, that's not. So with no photo. With no photo. You have a blurred background. The, the, the image is blurred. You find out stuff about people. I think you get three minutes or something according to this article. And then you can decide whether you want to continue talking. So it's a bit like speed dating as well. It is. But, um, well, there's nothing more speedy than looking at a picture of somebody and going, no. Okay. So, But if you both decide that you want to continue the conversation to get to three minutes... Okay. I mean, you don't have to stay for three minutes. I think you can go. Uh, uh, you're lucky not winner. locked into that no, conversation. No, you've got to just yeah, painfully listen to somebody talking about. So when you say you're, are you in a like a an online chat? Or it's in a an app. Call a voice call. A video call. You're in a oh, video call, but without. But the, the image is blurred, oh. so they can't see what you look like. But then you have the option. To continue the conversation and gradually decide whether or not you want the filter to be lifted, and I thought that was quite a good thing because it it means that you're going to have to have that first impression. Yeah, yeah. And what would your first impression be then? Would it be their voice, the first thing they said to you, because you are going to have some first impressions. Yeah. So I think their voice and their voice, their accent, whether they sound like they're actually interested whether they tell you that they're interested in stamp collecting and you go, oh, actually not. Yeah. So, and with my husband, okay, so there was a photo, but that was, it was, it was a small, it wasn't a, it, it was literally upload a photo, a bit like you do on Facebook. Yeah. You know, not was a lot like to go on. a passport photo? 
No, he was stood in front of a door. I mean, it was a rubbish photo. <laughs> like nowadays, people you'd be laughed out of court. It's like that is not a photo for your profile. Um, but it was it was very much based around what you like to do in your leisure time, what your religious views are, um, what sort of books you like to read, all sorts of things. But you can get a lot said really in three minutes, can't you? Find yeah. out a lot about somebody, but not if. <laughs> not interested it could no. be like waiting for paint to dry yeah okay so the the reason it caught my eye i was just gonna say that... why were you looking at this app? no i wasn't looking at the app i saw the article okay. and it says stop swipe stop swiping start talking the rise and rise of the blind dating app and given that i am very interested in communication and talking to people and finding out about people regardless of what they look like, because yeah. at the end of the day, looks fade. And it's it's the individual, isn't it? It's what, what have you got in common, what have you got to talk about? Not from a dating point of view necessarily, but just from, a, you know, meeting people, friends, yeah. etc. So I thought it was quite interesting. And I was heartened that we are hopefully, some of us, moving away from, I look at that person and I dismiss them straight away based on the way that they look. Yeah, I quite like it. What's it called? Ah, see, interested now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, did your husband listen to this podcast? <laughs> no, never. Um, it's, um, it is called, if I can get onto the Doobry What's It, it is, I think it's called Blindscape or something weird. Hang on. I've gone into the wrong bit now. Uh, I can't tell you at this moment in time okay. because I'm not getting onto the interweb. But... Um, yeah, I didn't download the app. Okay. I've read the article about the app. Okay. So okay. There you go. How do you like that? But I'll, I'll send you a link. <laughs> if you want to check it out, download it. <laughs> no, but that's just in case my husband is listening. Yeah, but we all know. <laughs> now, let's change the subject. Here's the thing. Uh, this weekend, my sister-in-law thought I'd won the Nobel Peace Prize. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this story. <laughs> well, it, it, it's quite a simple story to put right. Um, you haven't. <laughs> I have not won the Nobel Peace Prize. However, I will be attending the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony in December. Ooh. I know. The Nobel Peace Prize for? Peace. Aren't there several? No, there's Nobel Prizes. Oh, Nobel Prizes, but it's the Peace. Okay, it's the yes. Peace Prize, okay. yes. So where are you going? I'm going to Oslo. So okay. this this is what sort of prompted me with my now here's a thing. It's not about me. This is about the actual Nobel Peace Prize. Okay. I've done the research. Um, I'm going to the Nobel Peace Prize as uh, a nice uh, prize for some award I want. So that's very nice. Thank you very much. Um, and I get to do something that not many people get to do, so... Okay. Very nice. What prize did you win? You've got to tell us now. Uh, the People That Matter Award at work. But that'll do, because lots okay. of people matter. Yeah, yeah. Just one of them. Okay. <laughs> well, not just one of them. It's been recognised. That's yeah. quite nice. And I get to go to yes. the Nobel Peace Prize ceremony. Okay. Which is in Oslo. So, I didn't know anything about the Nobel Peace Prize. Well, so did I? I? I'll have a look. I know that the company I work for... Um, has been involved in sponsoring elements of the celebrations around it. Um, so I thought, well, I thought it was a, a Norwegian thing, the Nobel Prizes. 
But as soon as I dig into it, I find out that um, Alfred Nobel was Swedish. So I was like, oh, so why am I going to Oslo? Okay. Turns out that of all the Nobel Prizes, the only one that's in Norway is the Peace Prize. And for some reason, they don't know what the reason is. It wasn't stipulated. Alfred Nobel made it a condition um, in his will with the um, when he bequeathed quite a lot of money towards the mm-hmm. prizes going forward, uh, that it would be a Norwegian panel that chose the Peace Prize winners and the ceremonies in Oslo. That's interesting because Switzerland is continued, considered to be sort of neutral territory. So I can understand if it was in Switzerland. Yeah. But I wonder what. Yeah. Don't know. Anyway, nobody and, and nobody really knows. Uh, there's been lots of people like assuming you know different things about it but actually mm-hmm. when it gets down to it nobody knows and i did go um i did go onto the actual nobel peace prize website because that was probably the best source of information yeah. so it's um it's been going since 1901 has been awarded 103 times to 137 laureates they're sort of the winners so sometimes you can have more than one winning the prize okay and this prize money is split so this year it's been split three ways for okay. three winners. And it's not an insubstantial amount. So Alfred Nobel, um, I think he bequeathed 30-odd million, 31.5 million Swedish crowns invested in securities on his death in 1896. Crikey, that was a lot of money then. Yeah. And... Um, he said that the interest shall be annually distributed in the form of prizes to those who during the preceding year shall have conferred the greatest benefit to mankind. Okay. So there's all the science ones we've heard of. And the Peace Prize, which is um, awarded um, on the day of Alfred Nobel's death, so the 10th of December. Which is when, when you're going. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's been going since 1901, as I said, and this um, celebration, I was quite pleased to see, only a thousand guests go to this. Oh my goodness! And it's a global thing. Yeah, you are very highly honoured. Yes. Um, I'm not going to the banquet, as far as I'm aware. That's okay. a bit more select, and that, that's at the Grand Hotel in the centre of Oslo. Um, but apparently, before the between the ceremony, which is in the afternoon, and the banquet in the evening, the, the laureates are greeted by a torchlight procession in their honour. Sounds good, doesn't it? it? So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, Now, I just thought I'd have a look through and see who's won it before. Because I thought, I don't don't really know. I could have a vague stab. Can you name any Nobel Peace Prize winners? Um, I don't know if I can. Let me go through this, yes, because you won't have heard of any of them. I want to say somebody like Gandhi. Right, so no. this year we have a guy from Belarus, um, Ales Bialyatsky, one of the initiators of the democracy movement that emerged in Belarus in the mid-1980s. He founded the organisation Viasna in 1996 in response to controversial constitutional amendments that gave the present dictatorial powers. And they've provided support for jail demonstrators and their families and documented and protested against the authorities' use of torture against political prisoners. 
it's split three ways this year. Mm. So the the other one is an organisation called Memorial, and they are a Russian human rights organisation established in 1987 that wanted to ensure the victims of the communist regime's oppression would never be forgotten. They've established a centre of documentation on victims of the Stalinist era and compiled and systemised information on political oppression and human rights violations in Russia. Now, the next winner is the Centre for Civil Liberties based in Kiev in the Ukraine. Uh-huh. And the Centre for Civil Liberties founded in 2007 for the purpose of advancing human rights and democracy in Ukraine. The centre has taken a stand to strengthen the Ukrainian civil society and pressure the authorities to make Ukraine a fully-fledged democracy. After Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February 2022, the Centre for Civil Liberties has engaged in efforts to identify and document Russian war crimes against the Ukrainian civilian population. So I'm afraid I've never heard of any of those three, but there we go. They're the winners for this year's Nobel Peace Prize. You mentioned that it's quite a sizable sum of money. Do we know how much is going to be shared between those three organisations? I did make a note of it somewhere, and for the life of me, I can't find now. I've got a a million pounds in my head, but I'm not sure. A million pounds each or a million pounds shared? shared, Right, Okay. I'm not totally sure, and I do apologise if I've got that completely wrong. But I would imagine that the interest on that massive sum of money, and that's for all the prizes. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I do apologise. I did make a note of it because that's one of the first things I thought is yeah, how, how much, much do they win. And, and yeah, and, and I mean, the, the fact that we haven't heard, we haven't heard of those organisations um, says a few things. One, aren't we lucky yeah. that we yeah. don't, we don't we need to them. know about yeah. those yeah. types of organisations, but also that somebody must have... Um, nominated them yeah or do they self-nominate and they're quite they're nominated yeah and then it all goes through a, a judging panel yeah um and there have been years where there have been no nominations so when there has been no worthy candidate okay they don't award the prize oh okay. sorry not no nominations no winners okay no. oh so they might look at the nominations and decide no. don't meet the criteria yeah and there's been a few years. Most recently, uh, 1972, there was no award. And they don't give a reason, but you can assume there was no worthy candidate. Um, let me go through some famous Pre- names. Yes, So thank 2014, you. a joint win- winner was Malala Yousafzai. Oh, yeah, okay. 2009, Barack Obama. 2007, joint winner was Al Gore. 2002, Jimmy Carter, a bit of an American theme. Presidential theme, yeah. 1999, Doctors Without Borders, Médecins Sans Frontières. Yeah, yeah. 1993 was joint between Nelson Mandela and F.W. de Klerk. Okay. Um, 1991, Aung San Suu Kyi. 1990, Mikhail Gorbachev. 1989, the 14th Dalai Lama. 1984, Desmond Tutu. 1979, Mother Teresa. 1964, Martin Luther King. So these organisations are up there. we haven't heard of. Yeah. And we haven't only heard of those people because they won the Nobel Peace no. Prize. So th- that's very significant, isn't it? Have you heard of Jean-Paul Sartre? Yes. He's yes. one that, um, an author, isn't he? He declined uh, the Nobel 
Prize for Literature, so okay. not, not the Peace Prize. Um, but I just liked um, to point out what he'd said. He, he was awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature in 1964, but he said he always refused official distinctions and did not want to be institutionalised. And there have been other people um, whose names I don't know, and you can go and have a look, who've declined to receive the award. Um, but if you want to know more about it, because I've really just skimmed the surface and I can't even tell you how much they win, it's the NobelPeacePrize.org if you want to go and have a look. Right. But I'm looking forward to going and observing and the 10th of December, just being there is... Yeah, I know. I've got to sort out some clothes to wear. It's formal and solemn. So does this mean formal business dress? Yeah, and not black tie. The banquet is black tie. Yeah, yeah. But it's a daytime ceremony, so... And formal and solemn affair. Okay. But they do encourage national dress. I could go in a Welsh lady costume, but I don't think that's right. No. I'm not Welsh anyway. I, I live in Wales. But no. not all Welsh, uh, not all national costumes you would describe as solemn. No, but maybe that's a sign of reverence. Yeah, I think so. Rather than misery. Yeah, yeah like it's not a funeral. Yeah, it's, but it's not jaunty. But yeah, what um, what would be the British national dress? The English national I really dress? I don't know. There must be, wasn't there? Well, I don't know because I mean Scots. You can put your kilt on. Yeah, there's tartan, isn't there? Yeah. Ladies wear tartan. Yeah, I mean, would you have to wear a bowler hat, a suit and take an umbrella? Is that the English national dress? I mean, genuinely, <laughs> really like, what is it? I don't know. Maybe it will be a subject for another episode. Yeah, let's research. Yeah, a bit like Mr Ben. We could, like, talk about one each week. And then suddenly, as if by magic, <laughs> Heather and Tracy were back in the changing room. Oh, at the outfitters. Mr. Ben, I, I long to, to be like Mr. Ben in many ways, particularly when I'm at the side of a lake getting changed after a swim and I wish I could just take my swim cap off and I'm changed. Yeah. I find that in the mornings. It's, I'm not very good at getting up in the mornings. It's not the... I mean, it is the getting out of bed bit, but it's mainly the getting out of bed, getting washed, the whole getting ready, getting dressed. Yeah. I mean, that's not of interest to anybody who's listening. It's just... <laughs> no. And two two things to say here about Mr. Ben. One is if you're under 50, go and ask your parents. Yeah. <laughs> who's Mr. Ben? Yeah, sorry. If you're from another country, you might just have to Google it and, and have a look. Well, be, yeah. Mr. Ben. Be careful what you Google. Don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to go and Google Mr. Ben, but it doesn't sound like it would be rude. No, well... Nothing does until, until yeah, yeah, wham, yeah. Now here's another thing. So I mentioned I'd won this award about the people that matter, and seriously, I honestly feel like I've just been doing my job. Okay, and I wanted to give a mention to the people that have enabled me to do my job. So I built a team of mental health first aiders. So they're people that matter. Yeah, um, and I've had recently. Uh, an interview with um, one of my colleagues at work who suffered um, with alcoholism and gambling addiction and subsequent, because of that, uh, crippling debt. And I did an hour and a half conversation with him. We, we did an interview. I recorded it. And 
um, he's allowed me to share that story. I managed to edit it down to 30 minutes. Um, my editing skills. Not that brilliant. It took me a long time to do it, but I got but you down to 30 it. minutes. And I just wanted to say that actually the courage it took of that man to share his... It was a hard story mm. to hear. Mm. And obviously a hard story for him to live through as well. But he said that if just one person heard it and found something, you know, something that they, they mirrored their own issues or, you know, gave them a bit of inspiration to go and seek some help or just confirmed some thoughts that they were having, then it, it's done his job. And I just thought, actually, that is somebody that matters. Yeah. He doesn't sure. know who's going to listen. He's not going to get plaudits and awards. I did give him a little gift for doing it for me. Um, yeah, but but the gift, I mean, that's by the by, you know, the enormity of actually going on record and sharing yeah. that. There, um, there was a stat that I heard yesterday, and I can't remember what the actual number was, but there's been a massive increase in suicide rates of men who are in financial debt through gambling addiction. Yeah. And as we know, a recession is a time when a lot of people get into gambling because they're just trying to turn their yeah. £10 into, into more than £10. Pounds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and and when you lose that, you then have to try a bit harder to yeah, win that because it, Exactly, time. exactly. And and it ends in um yeah, in in in, in disaster for, for a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's very positive and very good of him to share that. I was actually training him first day for mental health today. And even though it was only a level one qualification that I was training, the conversations in the room about where we are at the moment in terms of people's mental health um, and how we, a lot of people are weary of hearing that people are experiencing mental health issues because terminology such as stress and anxiety are just banded around so much that there are people who go under the radar because people are just sick of hearing about people who say yeah i'm i'm suffering and they're not actually the people who are yeah um so yeah anything that gets people thinking about what it's really like yeah can only be a positive so and if we do that in the workplace it's going to be a win-win for everybody isn't it yeah and and I think we're at the stage now where where actually the, a lot of celebrities have shared their yeah. stories. Yeah, I used it in their workshops that I did year last March, and we we went through a load of celebrity stories because there was you know this was the emergence of people sharing their stories, and we just went through you know did you know that this person suffered this and this is what they've said about it, and so it it, it takes away some of the stigma. Yeah. If we can just start to peel off another layer of that yeah. onion and for people to actually share. And I'm not saying you have to because it's incredibly hard. You do make yourself incredibly vulnerable by doing it. Yeah, I think you also don't have to share everything. You can, you know, If you share a part of your story... That Good point, yeah. That, Nigel Baird all. Yeah, but he didn't have to. You know, he didn't need to go in... I mean, I haven't listened, obviously, but... You don't have to share everything. It's okay to say, I have, I've struggled in the past. Yeah. And that can be enough for somebody enough, to go, yeah. what? So if this person who in, in front of me looks like they've got their shit together. Do you remember a little while ago on our other podcast, Big Business Briefs, yeah. and I think it was probably the business community when we were 
talk about this. The Lloyd CEO who shared his story. That's over 10 years yeah. ago now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And the ripples that that had. I think it's when people who you think, well, they can't possibly have any problems. A bit like the celebrities, isn't it? You mm. assume because they're rich or famous or got important jobs that, you know, can't be anything wrong with them. But when somebody from quite um, a male-dominated industry, where yeah. alpha males in the banking yeah. industry, could actually go, I'm suffering. I think, famously, I think it's the president of Norway and, a president of Norway a number of years ago took a period took a period of sickness leave because he was experiencing mental ill health and he got re-elected but during the time when he um, was ex- going through this challenge the amount of support that people sent to him because that's quite a thing for somebody who's holding a huge position of authority yeah. to say do you know what I'm struggling and that's the thing is it a weakness or is it a strength? It's a huge strength. It's a huge strength. And it's that stigma thing, isn't it, that we need to... Change the narrative. Change the narrative, yeah. Yeah. So one step at a time. Yeah. Now Here's a Thing is a Jones & Noble production brought to you every week. Well, maybe not every week, ever. <laughs> Recorded with an iPhone, a microphone and lots of hot air.